Hey folks, welcome back to Little Miss Neurodivergence with me, Lauren, recording this in Singapore. And I know I said I was going to do an episode on executive function and impulsivity, but in the last two days since my last episode, I've just been processing more and more the first of three sessions that I've had with the autism assessment uh, specialist or clinician or whatever you want to call her um, and just thinking about how you know she said that everything I have told her about my struggles with social cues and communication and even the symptoms that are consistent with ADHD can in fact be explained by autism and to me it just you know is really sinking in that this is indeed autism. I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to... Whatever it is, negative thing that people have said to me over the years, people have just not been shy about saying things to my face um, about the way I behave or the way I come across, which I really can't help, even though, you know, I try my best. Um, And... I feel like that's just one of the hallmarks of lone uh, of of autism, right? Like there can be this loneliness that comes with it because there are a few reasons I suppose, you know, like for one, people don't really understand what it is or what it's about in general when I've said autism and I'm going for an assessment and then people just kind of like act like I've said a really dirty word. And I don't understand that. And I mean, even my mom who works with kids and is, you know, told to like look out for children who might be developing atypically. She mentioned to me the other day, like, oh, you know, they're like, we don't know what's wrong with the children, some of the children. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just different. We're we're just different. We don't. We don't function in the way that holistic people do or neurotypical people do, even though I think we do try, we really do. But you have to understand that these are things that don't come naturally to us. And I don't understand why this is the case with invisible disabilities. You know, it's just... Yeah, and another one of the reasons about why one of the hallmarks of autism is loneliness is because even when people understand what autism is, maybe not to the extent that those of us who have done a ton of research understand it, Like, people just don't, I feel, my perception is that people just generally don't have the patience to sit with us and let us express ourselves authentically, and so we end up masking, and that ends up leading to, you know, autistic burnout and just wanting to isolate yourself, and that compounds the loneliness that you feel. And, like, for me right now, I've just had a period of time where 
I feel like everyone I knew was not really asking how it was going with the process of getting my diagnosis and so I didn't know how to bring it up and so for months I've just been kind of shouldering this by myself and now that I've gotten this semi-confirmation until I you know get that report and like I mean get the ADOS assessment done and the report like I just don't know how to tell anyone like this is what I'm going through and like I have one friend who knows and my mom and it's just like the truth is it doesn't impact them and so it doesn't I think live in their heads the way it does in mine and I don't know today is just hard I just feel so isolated like I'm so glad that I have this understanding of myself and I can give myself grace for what I now know or or are meltdowns or burnout caused by autism because I didn't know how to support myself properly but at the same time like the support around me is just almost non-existent and like I just feel like I'm in limbo with getting the report because I don't have the money to pay for an assessment that is so expensive that I can take to my doctor, Dr. Andy, who has gaslighted me or told me like, no, I was wrong. He didn't say some some certain things that I know he said and then like denied that I had autism and just like missed my diagnosis of ADHD altogether in the first place. And I don't know. It is so painful. It is so painful and I wish like we didn't have to go through stuff like this because I've listened to other people's stories, I've read other people's stories and this just seems to be a really like prevalent theme about at the end of the day, for the most part, you know, just kind of feeling like you're on your own. For those of us who don't really have a support system, so. Yeah, anyway, this is just a mid-chapter that I wanted to record and put out there before the next episode, where I promise this time it will be the executive function and consequences of impulsivity anecdotes and um yeah i don't get it is this is this ever gonna change you know is this the is this what we have to look forward to for the rest of our lives anyway thanks for listening and i hope that I will be able to pull myself out of this and have a better update in the next few days. And in the meantime, I hope everyone is taking care and staying safe and just finding strength in the belief that they know themselves and what they go through. And it's not you, it's not your fault at all if people can't make space for you or stop 
or hold you or, you know, support you in any way that you need. It's not your fault. We're the people on the fringe and there's no room being made for us, not really. So hang in there, okay? This is Lauren for Little Miss Neurodivergence and I will check in with you folks again very soon.